0: The Chef Kitchen Podcast. This episode is going to be late, but also early in the sense that I missed last Saturday. But I'm going to upload today on Friday, the 18th of February, 2022, the day before Saturday. So we're a bit off schedule, but you know, it is what it is. We're just going to keep rolling. Might do another one tomorrow if we can find the time, but hopefully we'll see what happens. And man, it's A lot has happened since I've been gone. Okay, I need to stop touching the mic. I don't to making that sound. I need to adjust this, actually. Let me, uh, do it like that. Do it like that. Alright, we're gonna do it like this. The mic's gonna be kind of right here. And I think that's gonna be good. So, man. Oh, man, what has happened? Lots and lots has happened. Trades. Let's start with trades, for example. Um, the NBA had finally uh, reached its NBA deadline. The trade deadline, and wow, what a day. Initially, let me try to find a place to begin. Let's just start out big. James Harden, Ben Simmons. Wow. I didn't think the trade was going to happen. I didn't think that, I didn't think they were going to give Darren Mori what he wanted, honestly. I thought they were going to make him wait out for the summer so they can try to get more assets and exchange. But I know why the Ness did it. You can't compete for a championship when your players aren't, aren't all the way in when you're trying to win. Like, that's just not going to work. It's just not going to happen. And so we saw that. We saw James Harden not giving up, not playing defense, playing bad in games. He wanted out of Brooklyn. And so Sean Marks, they granted his wish. And Darren Moore got the man he wanted. And, excuse me. Oh, wow, that was loud. I might cut that That was loud. Wow. But really, the Sixers didn't give up too much, if you really think about it right. Because Andre Drummond's backup center. Cool, Drummond's a good player as a backup. But he's not, and he's not a crazy value asset. He was on a minimum contract. And he was playing good. But, you know, you already have Joel Embiid. And then you gave up Seth Curry. And... Seth Curry, by all means, is a good NBA player, but you're getting back James Harden, and you can't understate how good James Harden is when he actually tries, but when James Harden actually tries, you're getting a 25, you're probably going to get about a 25 and 10 player out of him, along, now that he's playing alongside Joel Embiid, and you combine that with, they were able to keep Tyrese Maxey, uh, Matisse Theibel, all and only had to give up two picks, That was a great trade, and also you gave up Ben Simmons, but you gotta think about it, right? You really just made an upgrade at the shooting guard position, because Ben Simmons was never going to play another game for the Philadelphia 76ers. That was just simple, he was never going to play another game for them. So now you essentially just got a good upgrade for a man who was never going to test the floor in your uniform again. And now, on the Ness side of things, you did great. I mean, you did great. For a player who did not want to be there and had came on record now that he's been traded at, he actually wanted to go to Philadelphia in the first place, to now where you have still a great young NBA player, Ben Simmons. It doesn't matter how he played in that Hawk series, which was bad. Don't get me wrong. That series was terrible, the way he performed at the end there. But he is still a phenomenal NBA player. And many teams that you see were trying to throw their hand they're trying to throw their hat in the pile to get him, but they were trying to underpay because they knew that Darren mori essentially had little leverage. And that's why he waited, because why go for Jeremy Grant when you have confidence and you have boldness like Darren mori and you go get James Harden, right? It worked out. It worked out. And so I give him kudos on that. But like I said from this side, you got good you got you didn't get upgrades. I wouldn't say. Yeah. I wouldn't say you got upgraded per se. James Harden's still better than all three of the players. But I would say that you know getting Seth Curry is going to be good, especially for games when Kyrie doesn't play. Still not going to get uh, you know. Still not going to get the, the Fauci Alci like they say it. How the kids say it nowadays. The Fauci Alci. Uh, I mean, Drum is a good backup center. He might start for this team, but I'm pretty sure it's still going to be LaMarcus. And Ben Simmons, the biggest question on if this team will work or not. And really, I don't see why he shouldn't work. And what reason should he not work? He'll be surrounded by a fourth baser for the most part. And he essentially, all he has to do is just run the offense, run the break, and play an amazing defense. And score if he, if he has a chance, right? Obviously you don't want him to just not score points, you're gonna have to, you know, to be a threat like on the cut or driving, just so we can open up the floor. But if you can play like a Draymond type role, which would be uh, what a lot of people think he can do, and not be expected to play Giannis role, which we don't think he can do anymore, Ben Simmons is gonna be phenomenal in this system and could very well be the reason why the Nets are go over the top and into the nba finals but until that happens i'm going to call the trade a win-win on both ends both teams got what they wanted what they needed arguably made upgrades in an end of the day are going to be better for it now let's uh i really don't want to cover all the trades because i mean besides that one there weren't too many there one though no, I, will, I will say there's one beautiful, beautiful tree, and I want to say that I want to thank God that I was not born a Sacramento Kings fan because they must hate themselves every day. And what I'm talking about is the Tyree Halliburton, Demontis Sabonis tree. Whoo, who boy. Sacramento, I understand why you did your side, and you know what, there's a good chance it's going to work out, there's a good chance Sabonis is going to be the reason why you make the playoffs, okay, I understand why you do this, because Sabonis is going to be a good chance that you make the playoffs, you know what, from the look of it, he's been a good fit with and Fox, I mean, okay, let's go look at their games, they may have just lost against the, the Bulls yesterday, but it's the Bulls, you know, but in those games, you know, the so bonus 22 and 12. Deer and Fox, 33 points. Deer and Fox are playing a lot better now. He doesn't have to, you know, share ball handling duties with Tyrese Halliburton. Now the problem, they couldn't handle the ball together. But dude, Tyrese Halliburton is a menace. Pacers, yeah, Indiana. We may suck. We're 20 and 40. We suck, right? But how mad can you be losing when? You have the man himself, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, you have him putting up twenty one to fourteen the other night. How can how mad can you really be at that, right? And this dude is just a phenomenal player. Like I know he was heartbroken, he left Sacramento, he talked about changing the culture, but Sacramento <laughs> like said, Nah, we don't want we don't want that here. We Sacramento, we don't change culture, we keep it going. We don't care how bad it gets, we keep the culture going. So now we're kind of here and then also we got buddy Hill back and tristan thompson who we just released and was signed by the bulls in the buyout market and so now what does it mean for both teams indiana rebuilding obviously get to keep miles turner because we didn't find a trade for him or at least didn't want to trade for him didn't want to trade him but now in the end of the day i think you have a better you can rebuild on the go like her Simon wants to do, he doesn't want to do like a full breakdown rebuild like the Sixers did, or the Mets did, or whatever team did. And it could work out, he wants to do like a Clifford rebuild, you know, just keep going and just see what happens. And I think it can work now that we have Kyrie, at the pace that, at the current situation that we had back then with Demontis and Miles, it was not going to work, and especially for the trade packages being offered for Demontis back then. Not knowing we could get Tyreek Halliburton, but not looking great. So, now the question is for both teams, what's next? Sacramento, kind of obvious, make the play in, make the playoff, and hopefully keep this streak going into the future. But I don't know how they're going to make the play in right. If the Portland Trailblazers keep winning games, how is this team winning games? What the fuck? <laughs> How's the fucking Portland still winning games? Okay, let's let's talk about Portland for a second, alright? We talked about how they made that trade. They uh traded another, what you call whatchamacallit? They traded no Now, when I left, they traded Norman Powell and Robert Covington for shit. I'm not even gonna call it any. I said it was just shit. They traded him for shit, right? And then they went and made another trade. They said, CJ, you've been cool. But, you wasn't pushing it for us. We got Inferno now. You know, you wasn't pushing it. So, they went and got Josh Hart. the K uh, someone else. And, I think a pick, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Maybe a pick. I, it really doesn't matter. The only person you need to talk about is Josh Hart. Right? And also that it freed up base for Thomas to operate. Because now he has the ball more. And so, now, since after making the trade. Also, then trading the Keel. For Joe Ingles and a pick maybe. But Joe Ingles injured. So it's more just maybe resign him or get off his money. Who knows. It's a tough word out of here. We'll talk about that later. But. Ever since the trade deadline. The Blazers are 4 no. And I mean you can't. I mean arguably you can say the talent team they played aren't good. But they played decent teams. Look they lost to the, the Magic on the 8th. Then from the 9th to the 16th they beat the Lakers. The Knicks, the Bucks without me honest, and the Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday. And they have, you know, they have their break, the all-star break coming up, which we'll talk about later. But the Blazers, for some reason, are winning games. And you contribute that to two things. One, Anthony Simons is just that dude. And two, Yusuf Nurkic is also that dude. And also, I think Josh Hart is just fitting alongside the team very well. Because they're just a bunch of shots. They have to go to somebody. And he's taking them. So that's what I really think is what's contributing to the team winning these games, actually. They really shouldn't be winning any of these games. Even the Bucks not Giannis. They should not be winning those games. But you know, hey. If they keep going, they want to keep doing that. Which. Okay, Portland. I need you to shut the fuck up. You're not winning a championship with him. I don't care if you think that you can build a great team in free agency. Who are you giving money to? Who are you giving money to? DeAndre Ayton? Are you going to pay DeAndre Ayton money? Who are you giving money to? I really want to know. Who are, like, realistically, in the the free agency class that we are having, who are you going to sign? Kyrie Irving? No. James Harden? No. Who, DeAndre Ayton? Maybe if you overpay, but what are you going to do with Nurkic? Because Nurkic needs to get paid. And Bernie Simon needs to get paid. Who are you going to give money to? This may have been okay to do last year. Last year when they had a better free agents. But now, who are you giving money to? Zach Levine's not coming to you. If you think Zach Levine's coming to you, you're, you're bonkers. You're fucking bonkers. You're not getting Zach Levine. So, really, 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 what is this going to culminate to? Really, Portland, what is it going to culminate to? I want to know, because it's not going to be a championship. At this pace, it's not going to be a championship for Damian Lillard. So, that's my rant on Portland. I'm kind of done with them. They're an interesting team. Whatever. It happened. Keep it pushing. What else is their man Man, I have not been paying attention that much, I've been so busy with school, and really school, honestly, school takes so much time, I'm a senior in high school, I'm so ready to get out of here, man, you don't understand, like, it's just, they they call it senioritis, and they're right, I didn't think it would happen to me, I thought I'd still be vigilant, but, you know, coming to school late, I just don't care, I really should be doing more of the podcast, but I'm so tired when I get home, because like, I have to do so much after school, like, I got practice, when I track, weightlifting, I got to do homework, whatever homework they give me, and okay, that's enough transition time, so now to where, here's the trade I really want to talk about, Uh, okay, here's a couple traits, a couple ones, Hornets got Montrose Hero, shout to him getting the game winner last night, uh, Raptor got drafted the Suns about about Bulbo on their new team. Shout out the kill trade. That was the yeah the whole three team trade that got some Joe Ingles and the second round pick. Ooh, ooh. yeah the, the bonus Pacers. But yeah the Kings also got Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a second round pick for Tyrese Halliburton. You couldn't get a first. You really couldn't get a first from Indiana. Give up a first for Malcolm fucking Brogdon. You can give up a first. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Sacramento, the king's gonna king. And yeah, Karis Avert was traded the day after the pod, or I think it was like that day, or like a couple of days, either way, we also traded Karis Avert, and we got back Ricky Rubio and his aspiring contract, a first and two seconds, overall, I think that's a good trade, and for your cash base to re people and like go out and get decent players, good trade, good trade. But the trade I really wanted to talk about. Yeah, I don't, get, I don't really care about secret trade anymore. Uh, Porzingis to the Wizards. Now, for people coming in, obviously you do not know that I am a Dallas Mavericks fan. Secondary fan to Indiana. And I am, first and foremost, a Kristoff Porzingis fan. So, seeing him get shipped. To Washington like that for Dinwiddie on his first season and David Berton's in the sump where she can't shoot a basketball what the fuck are you doing Dallas you can't be a serious franchise you can't be a serious franchise right Mark Cuban bro you need to come back to Indiana you need to get a couple beers reset your mind whatever, please, because what the fuck was this, what the fuck was this, what the, whatever way I could say, what the fuck, what the fuck is this trade, and obviously, you know, cryptops I guess you get a year, or, is I think it was something with like a year away, or a year, something with the contract, I think they're going to be longer or shorter, but the money's the same. You had you gave up a second, <laughs> you gave up a fucking second round pick. How did you give up? Why did you have to give up the pick? You're giving away the best player. I know Kristoff cannot stay healthy to save his life, but he's still the best player in the trade by a country mile. What are you doing? When I saw the trade at the buzzer, I was like, "What? Why?" I understand you you can win without him and Luca. Since Luca had been fucking, fin- oh my god, Luca had been fucking killing it since they got rid of Porzingis. They got rid of, I, he must have hated that, <laughs> he must <have> hated that, <laughs> he must have hated that nigga, because, oh my god, dude. He had that 21 point game against the Heat, and yeah, that's cool and all, but let me find the game. He had a fucking, I know he had a great game last night, we'll get to that. But, the game he had when Porzingis was traded, what is that? Here we go. The man had 51 and 9. He lost his best player. He dropped 51 and 9. I know it's against the Clippers, but it's still a playoff team. He drops 51. No, it doesn't matter what team. You when you drop 51, 9, and 6, and your second best player, Jalen Brunson. Bro. (laughs) That's ridiculous. And then last night. Last night. You thought that was cool. You thought that was cool. Last night he dropped 49, 15, and 8. 49, 15, and 8 on the Pelicans. I'm sure the Pelicans suck at anything that involves defense. But dude, I, and CJ, CJ had an amazing game as well. We'll talk more about CJ in a little bit. What he means for the Pelicans, if we get to it, I really don't care. Honestly, I don't care what New Orleans does. It's let I leave. leave. <laughs> I'm all for getting Zion out of New Orleans. I just don't really care for that team. Uh, my bias is going to show a little bit, but, you know, actually, not. As I can say. as I can say. But, dude, Luca is hooping magnificently without Porzingis. And I don't know if it's just a product that Luca gets more shots. I haven't been watching Maverick games. I'm going to be watching more NBA games as my school schedule slows down and I have more time and energy to actually enjoy things in life. But, until then. We're going to have to deal with this. i looking the dropping a 40, 50 a game when I'm just not there. Go on to Kobe streak. Alright, cool. Next game, you know. I'm not going talk about next game because it doesn't play so next week. Alright. And finally, anything on the trade market I want to talk about? Oh, we could talk about CJ to New Orleans real quick. Good trade. Alright, wait, did I talk about the trade already? Oh, yeah, I already talked about CJ, didn't I? Yeah, I talked about CJ, right? But I didn't really go in detail. Yeah, CJ, Leonard, Nance, Tony Fnell for Josh Hart, Nikhil, Tomas Satoran, Didi Luzat, I don't know who you are, a first-round draft pick, and two seconds, which is just swap rights, however that works. And I want to say, and for what team, both teams are going to go for, I say good deal overall. That's what I'm just going to say. He are going to be great with Ingram, but it only care that matters if Zion is going to play. And yeah, that's about it on the NBA trade deadline. It's very late. I'll probably need to like the very, very late NBA trade deadline. Spectacular. But, oh, man, I didn't really. At this point, I lost so much energy to care about it. And I didn't really want to put too much into it. I didn't want to put too much thought or depth. I just wanted to come and just shoot the shifts. It is what it is, honestly. I honestly don't even know how long this podcast is going for it, but we're going to keep going. Now, we're coming into All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend. The last game we just played last night. So, you know, majority NBA players are going to go home, get a weekend off, relax, let their body rest and heal. The fans, on the other hand, get the watch, to select, you NBA players go to Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio to play their All-Star Weekend. I actually, that sounded good. Not bad. Not bad. Oh, I need some water after this. Oh, it's too far away. I'll worry about it later. But, yeah, All-Star Weekend. Uh, Team Durant, Team LeBron. I really don't care about All-Star Weekend that much. It's a cool event. It's fun watching dunk contests. Uh, now they're going to have Obi Toppin in it. I'm really going to tune to that. I like watching him play. Uh, Three-point contests. I don't really care. And then, Team Durant, Team LeBron. It's going to be a fun game overall. They usually end up being closed ever since so they implemented the Kobe system. Rest in peace. But, you know, it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. But also, I do like how they're reworking the... Rising Stars game, it was something where they were bringing in juicy players. And really, like, really reworked it with, like, tournaments and that. I don't know, I'm not looking it up. Either way, good overall. I rate it. And now, what are we looking to going forward? What are we looking to going forward? I think we're going to start seeing, we're already more than halfway through the season, so now... I think a more uh, more than likely playoff spots are going to be solidified after this weekend. Now I say for the Eastern, with us let's I my mouth. Alright, we're good. All right, so now that we're in the Eastern Conference, let's see. I say. Seasons one through five: Miami, Chicago, Philly, Cleveland, fucking <laughs> and Milwaukee. I say that those and those five are solidified, and I will the Brooklyn Nets because they should not be the A C seed. And by any sense of circumstances, like Kevin Durant healthy, they are not the A C. seed. So I say it; those six teams are solidified for playoff contention right now. I expect Brooklyn to keep pushing up, but the teams that are in question that I believe can actually make a run are the Celtics, Raptors, Hornets, Hawks, and Wizards. Now I'll talk about each team individually. Boston, you're actually doing really good right now. You're—I know you just lost. But you're actually doing really good, so you're going to keep that going. The Raptors have been such an odd team with their all over team. And, like, they're very, very thin bench. But, you know, like I said, they've been fighting for the playoffs all year. They're keeping it going. And so I think they're going to just hold it on. And now we get into the interesting team, the Hornets and the Hawks. Now, the Hawks had a really, really rough start to the season. They were looking like frauds. I mean, they were looking like frauds out there that looked like they did not belong anywhere a playoff spot. But now, after trading Cam Reddish, they've been fighting back. Trey Young has been balling, dude. Trey Young has been amazing, averaging like 30 and 10. No, just Trey Young teams. But, And then the Hornets, I think they're going to get the playoff spot. But I don't know who they're going to knock out. And the Wizards, I just threw the Wizards in because they got poor tickets. I'm a little biased, but really looking at it, I don't know who the Hornets and Hawks can knock out in a one game series. I think the only way they make it. If is the Celtics fall to the plan, if the Celtics fall to the play-in, I would give the Hornets or Hawks a chance because that team was a sh- that team's shit show and a half. But besides the last couple of weeks, that show the shit show and a half. But now we move to the Western Conference, and so now we have the Suns, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, Jazz, Mavericks, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Clippers, Lakers, and Blazers as your playoff contenders. And then at the bottom, Spurs, Pelicans, and King trying so hard to hang on. I don't think the Spurs, Pelicans, or King do anything. The only and I think if even if they do, even if the Blazers start skidding and start losing games, I don't see any way that any of the teams are gonna be able to beat any of the teams in contention. Besides the Clippers maybe, but Clippers are just a really good team. If that's the Apollo George returns this season, you're not beating that team in a one game in a one game go. And obviously, you know, anything can happen on any given night, but I'm gonna put my money on Clippers to win that one. <laughs> the main interesting questions are the Lakers. <sighs> oh boy, the greatest show, the Lake Show. LA the spotlights have came on oh my God, finish that sentence. The spotlight has flourished on the on the soul of Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and his not good. This team is below 500 with all of that talent, and I know they've had injuries. I know AD cannot stay healthy to save his life. I know LeBron's getting older, and I know Russell Westbrook just sucked now. Poor, I'm like, look, I'm I'm not trying to, like I don't want to be disrespectful, but he's just not good on the team. I don't know if it's just scheme fit by Vogel or. If it's, that would I don't know if it's game fit by Vogel, or just Westbrook not being able to play alongside these people, but this is not a good team for him, and he obviously wouldn't get traded trade at the deadline, but, dude, I don't know what to say, this is just, <laughs> this team is fun to watch for the wrong reasons, and we're just kind of here just watching it catch fire, over and over again, and the people who wanted Buddy Healed in the offseason. are looking like some 100 IQ, some 200 IQ geniuses right now. If you the team is a mess. And now looking at the other teams, we have the Phoenix Suns who have just been dominating the league. <laughs> For reference, they have 10 more wins than the leading team in the in the East, the Miami Heat, and the Bulls. They have 10 more wins than the Heat and the Bulls. And then they lead the Warriors by six wins, wins. So this team is dominant. If you want to, if you just want to put it lightly, this team is dominant, right? But are they going to be able to make it translate into the offseason? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, yes, yes. The team that just made the finals last year? Yes. A team that's winning because they're able to get Bidmac Bianco to play good again? Yes. A team. That had just acquired Tory Craig. Yes, of course, yes, they're going to do amazing in the, in the offseason. They're going to do amazing in the playoffs. They're going to do, gonna, I, I predict make the finals. I'll call it now. I predict the Phoenix Suns will come out of the Western Conference once more. And their only competition to that throne, the slightest bit will be the Golden State Warriors. But I will have money on the Phoenix Suns beating Golden State in the 7-game series. I'll say it. I'll say it right now. I love Steph Curry. Best point guard in the league. Clay Thompson. Amazing. I don't even know where to put him at shooting guard right now. He's been out for so long. Uh, James Weidman coming back soon. But even with all of that, and Andrew Wiggins being an all-star, amazing player this year. Give me Phoenix, give me Phoenix, this team is beautiful basketball, you want to watch a good game, turn on a Phoenix Sun game and have yourself a blast, grab some popcorn, grab a beer, grab something to drink, grab anything, and watch Phoenix Sun play some amazing, beautiful basketball, because you're not going to be disappointed, and clearly, I, and look, I could be wrong, In like two, three months, come back to me and tell me that, but I am confident this team is going to make it out, I'm not sure if they're going to win it, but, they are going to make it out the West. Oh, and that point, who's going to make it out the East? I don't know, At this point, I don't fucking know. It's a, it's a four-way tie. It's a, it's a four-way? No, it's a five-way tie, honestly. Between the Heat, Bulls, Sixers, Bucks, and Nets, you got five teams who can potentially make it out. And at least two of those teams are going to have to meet each other. In the second round, so we're gonna see how they handle yeah, quickly. I think the team that's more likely than a fraud are the Bulls. <laughs> uh, the Bulls, you're funny. Uh, yeah, they're gonna fall. Yeah, they're not gonna make it. Okay, let's let me say four: the Heat, Sixers, Bucks, and that's. Those are my four teams. If I had to choose one, whew, with the stability of each franchise and how they've been playing. Give me Philly. It's either Philly or Milwaukee. Philly or Milwaukee will be my go. Now I can't. Now obviously, like I said, prove me wrong a couple months. But you have the you have arguably the MVP. I don't know if he. I wouldn't say just yet he's gonna get MVP over Jokic. But Joel Embiid is amazing. Joel Embiid has been playing like a top five player this this uh, year. And then you go add James Harden. You add James Harden. On top of this great Philly defense. And now. Why wouldn't you be able to make a run right? Are you telling me the Sixers don't beat the Hawks if they have James Harden instead of Ben Simmons healthy? Are you telling me that? Could you forget? Sixers also do have Tobias Harris. Which is a good third option. Especially when you're playing alongside James Harden. That is a good third third option with some Tobias Harris. And now with this team, I don't see why this team won't make the finals. I don't see why this team won't make the finals. But yeah. I say that's gonna i say this is the time of year when playoff spots are gonna be solidified. I say in the West, eleven through fifteen, none of you gotta reach the playoffs. And if you do make the or they might make the play but if you make the play you're not doing any anything at all. Empty for the East. I say twelve to <laughs> I say that I say next, Indiana, Pistons, Magic don't have a chance. Wizards might have a slight chance if poisoning is come back and starts backpacking heavy like in New York. But I doubt he can do that with his current situation. I doubt Washington wants to rush him back. They might want to get a decent draft pick to try to trade and get a star next to Bradley Beal. So we'll see what happens from there. And yeah, I think that's going to be. Oh got to keep in my mic. I really need to stop that happening. I'm sorry for anybody. But until then, I guess we're going to call this the day. I'm going to sign out. This is a cool podcast, about half an hour. But that's kind of all I wanted to talk about. I'll try to be more consistent on posting my podcast. Might do one tomorrow. I really don't think I want to though because there's not too much I want to talk about. So we'll come back next week after the All-Star break and we'll catch up and see what happens. Alright, have a good day everybody. My name is Seth Dork and I am signing out.